Right. So I was doing some research about whether or not podcasts qualify for the MacArthur Genius Grant. Yeah. And at first I was a little disappointed because I couldn't get anything to come up. But then I realized I misspelled the word genius. I thought you misspelled MacArthur. Now I got that right. I may see. But no, I found the is actually interesting. I think there may be some uh, some potential. Some it's kind of nebulous. I don't think podcasters yeah. are qualified, and that's a pretty big prize. It's six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Can you can you win it like a tandem, like a tandem genius, like us combined? Yeah, could win. I think we would have to, and I could make the we'd split it. But I think I can make the three hundred and twelve whatever work. Yeah. Does that? I don't think that gets taxed though, does it? I think it's like straight up cash. It's no strings attached, whatever that means. Let me read. So here's what it is: the MacArthur Fellowship is a five-year grant to individuals who show exceptional creativity in their work and the prospect for still more in the future. Ooh. I mean, that's us. That's you know. Can you win it, like? back to back or do you just win it once and you're I think you you're just done win it once. they have a list of like their fellows for 2019 and there's actually quite a bit like re- read a couple that I might know let me read and some of this wording yep uh, you know how you kind of fudge stuff on your resume to make being like a, a bank clerk or, or a cashier at Target a little fancier than you are <laughs> okay listen to some of these handles lots of money all right, I won't say the names, but this is a writer. Yep. And the little description is challenging conventional notions of authorship in fiction, essays, and inventive hybrids of the two that pose profound questions about the various ways we piece together stories and document the lives of others. Is that Ben Lerner? No. No. <laughs> this is this. She won a little bit ago. But yeah, that's like a fancy, that's like a, yeah, yeah no, who writer. Was, who was that? Can you say their name? Uh, are we allowed to? I don't know. It's a public website. The mm-hmm. Valeria Lucelli. Uh, I've heard of. Um, I don't know what the book is that she wrote, but I've. I heard. I've heard about that book. What is this? Well, good. For, I mean, good for her. That's good a, for her. Hey. That's a, some of these descriptions are good. So, so no, there's a theater artist pioneering a new genre of theater that dramatizes the ways in which non-human intelligence is profoundly changing the nature of work, culture, and social relationships. Cool. That's pretty cool. What would our tagline be? Funny you ask. I got it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Combining traditional methods of conversation with the emergent people-focused technologies to explore the vital phenomena of 21st century American literary culture in ways both vital and culturally relevant. That was pretty good. Yeah. I realized just now I used vital twice, so we'll have to. Mm. Oh, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. And I need the audience to listen closely. You have to be nominated. You can't nominate yourself. What? So I, we can't, like, I hope you guys mm. need to read between the lines here. Yep. There's no quid pro quo, but maybe just like a little if wink, we were wink. Nominated. I don't know, or maybe I don't know. Can our mother? I don't know if mothers. Mm. Can, pretty sure that's what Ben Lerner did. His mom just nominated him. But 
Well, I'm excited about this this upcoming genius. I mean, you know, it's it's in notice they said uh, exemplary creativity and a promise for more in the future. Well, we're that's gonna, what we'll hang our hat yeah. on too. We'll like the future, future wide open. And we're gonna start with this episode. I mean, all the episodes have just been showing Top signs of genius, great. but this one we're really gonna, you know, show yeah. what we got. So from here, yeah. On that note, welcome to There Will Be Books, a podcast about books and trying to become geniuses. I'm Peter, joined as always by Matt. Matt, you got me excited about this this prospect. It's trying a to good. Make it's, a, it's an angle. <laughs> it's, it is an angle. You know, beats working at a bank. It is. Um, Do you think bankers the, could the get 600, this? 600000 huh? You think bankers could get this for like, learning like new ways of counting money there's need you need a paragraph of like bullshit you put on your resume yeah let's see what they can you know pioneering new ways of monetarily blah 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 what's the most you've jazzed up your resume looks like i don't know my current resume is pretty uh pretty jazzed (laughs) up making (laughs) unloading a truck sound like i'm a (laughs) bunch of buzzwords about being a teamwork like uh you know team player and Connecting commerce in a digital age. That's pretty Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's what you do. And then I write what that, that down. Means. That online. And you're like, I don't know. I'm just like, like forklift, basically. Just don't. Just hire me. I hate resumes. It's like one of the worst things about modern life. Putting together. A- what about cover letters? I hate cover letters. Me too. Me too. Oof. I hate that was even worse. The resume, you at least do it and you yeah. can just like. Like send the same one cover letters a new one each time because i feel like it's fake it's like write something fake about why you want this job totally like, fake. i'm just applying this is not I good enough I need, I need the money you know i need money this isn't the macarthur genius grant it's so angry this is oh, not a good this is not a good no. showcase for our genius if grant. we won you know general macarthur's genius grant mm, okay. we wouldn't have to sure. uh I mean, we wouldn't have to go work at Target anytime soon. I think Target starts at fifteen and dollars an hour. I don't know where you are in the country, but that might be true. But uh, they're they up their pay game, so. Well, good. Our the MacArthur Genius Grant. Our old employer that we where we met each other that paid pretty low. We're not going to get free advertising, but it's no, a bookstore with two names, and yeah, they're just barely hanging on. Barely hanging on. All right, Matt, I had to take a little break there. Dog threw up during our very intellectual conversation about bookstores. So where were we? Are we talking about bookstores? Well, before we get into that, we did. We both finished books this week. And let's briefly touch on those because this is a book podcast. Yeah, sort um, of, yeah. Yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of our our uh, outlet for pet peeves, other bookish and otherwise. I finished the book Sisters by Daisy Johnson uh, yeah. this week. I read it over two days. He was, I think, one of the youngest people nominated for the Booker Prize for her first novel. This is her second novel. She has a collection of short stories. She's what you would call lit thick. Um, no, How old is I, she? I think she's pretty young. I think she's 
early 30s, I want to say. Let me. Oh, right now. So in the 20s for the first book. Uh, hold mm-hmm. on. I Googled her. I, apparently, she's the author. There's also a uh, Marvel character I did not know about. Uh, oh, I don't know. The same how, name? Yeah. Watch. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I just Googled it. And so Daisy Johnson, also known as Quake, is a fictional superhero oh, appearing in American comic books. I did not know that. I'm not up to date on my Marvel lore. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't made a movie about that character. Oh, they will. Anyway, Daisy Johnson wrote this book. Sisters got a lot of praise. I found it uh, from reviews on bookmarks. And, you know, I was kind of a little skeptical a lot of praise kind of a short larry fiction novel in 2020 turned out to be really good it's uh it's one of those books that kind of sneaks up on you emotionally the basic plot is a story about two sisters who are born close together their names are july and september which i thought would annoy me but it didn't actually annoy me Hmm. I kind of thought that was kind of pretentious, but it, it works in the story. And it's also their story of their mother and sort of their their father as well, but he's not really in the picture. And it is a tense novel. It, it builds and builds and you can kind of get some foreshadowing of what's going to happen. And there's a twist. It's not the most original twist, but it, it works for what it is. I don't want to say too much about it in, in case uh, the listener wants to read it. I do recommend it. Is there murder? Um, no. But there's, there's a couple big sort of life-changing events. It's written in a style that kind of reflects the you're in the, the, the mind of one of the sisters and she's kind of slowly losing grasp of reality in the, in the writing sort of showcases no. that so, so would you what would you call it suspenseful yeah i would say it's it's suspenseful it's psychological it's about you know the relationships between family members and trauma and tragedy and it's a pretty dark book i would say but um i think well worth your time it's a short novel you can read it i read it over two days so i wanted to have a book finished to talk about this week so i, I started that over my vacation and yeah. So, you know, quietly surprised Good. that I liked it as much as I did. So Good. Yeah, yeah. you kind of soured on the lip thick, huh? I know. You, you've driven me to mystery and crime. Although I would consider, I think um, American Rust is technically lit thick. I would say American Rust is literary fiction, yes. Yeah, but um, it's not boring. Probably. No, very good. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have to be uh auto or like narcissist yeah i would say auto fiction is where literary fiction kind of gets bogged down and yeah too many people are doing that uh i think a lot of people are doing it without anything interesting to say yeah and you got to be really you don't have to have a plot or Mm -hmm. exciting things happen to be interesting but you have to be a really good writer yeah uh and have something to say you know, if you're going to, you know, meander yeah. and it, I, let's just say a lot of, uh, a lot of writers who, who do that aren't, aren't really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's where the, the stereotype comes from because there's, you know, 
but this is not is what this, is, this, this does not feel like auto fiction um i would be very surprised cool. that yeah. the, the author would reveal there's some some kind of major themes or dark themes heavy themes in the book so uh, I give it four stars. Recommend it if uh, any of that kind of description seems like a book you would like. I mean, if it, even if it doesn't sound like something you would normally read, uh, I definitely give it a chance. Expand your horizons. Expand your horizons. Yeah. Don't just don't get caught up in a rut. Yeah. So. Get out. Uh, of your- what was the book? I saw you. You finished okay. a, going, uh, a going fun- in the opposite direction. Going yes. Of. Uh, this is called Promise of Blood. Ooh. It's, uh, the cover is what, what got me. It's yeah. Like, um, it's book yes. one of the Powder Mage trilogy. Powder like Mage. Historical, like a historical adventure in the vein of like the, the Bernard Cornwell stuff. Okay. But like with the fantasy setting. So is there like magic? Bernard Cornwell with magic. Okay. Like wizards and stuff. It was good. It was good. It was fast paced. Um, I don't mean any insult to the author and anything to say is, you know, not, not deep, but I don't think it's meant to be like, these things are like, like quick, like a a fun story. And um, it actually reminded me, you know, those books, uh, The Expanse. Yep. Uh, They're sci-fi, but the style and the tone and just how, kind of quick they are like imagine a, a speedboat or a cigarette boat just kind of like hopping along the water that's so kind of the is there a lot of world building it doesn't sound like that sort of like it gets you into so, the, to the yes but it's 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 kind of as you go okay like a lot of authors uh like patrick Rothfuss, yep. scott lynch and some of these other people will like take their time and they're really you know detailed world mm. and it holds up and those are good. But this one and The Expanse is kind of like that sci-fi version. Yeah. But it's kind of like they world build and it's kind of cool, but it's like, you know, looking at the scenery from a moving, a moving train or something, okay. you know? It's kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all right. You know, you look up and you read like a 550-page book in a couple <laughs> of days and you're like, oh, that was kind of that was kind of cool. I feel like I, you accomplished something. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, and in, in, uh, in science fiction, there's kind of the two... They call it hard sci-fi, mm-hmm. soft sci-fi. And, you know, hard sci-fi is uh, like when the physics and the science of it adds up and it's yeah. really detailed. And like, even if there's like space travel or whatever, it's it's like, this is how it would work. And then there's like soft sci-fi, which is really like, like in Star Trek, it's just, yeah, they can go hyperdrive. And they don't bother explaining how the hyperdrive. I can't remember who it was, but someone like was so determined to write a, you know, hard science fiction where like the time travel was new and original. I can't remember who that was, but I know what you're talking about where yeah, so science really matters. And the story yeah. does too, I guess, but yeah. And I guess, I mean, it's not quite the same in, in fantasy, but this kind of is like, uh, you know, world building seems secondary to the story. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way. It didn't yeah. lag. It's fine. But, you know, there's like wizards and magicians. But sometimes with world building, you, you spend so much time on that that it's almost the author's just trying to describe this cool setting or world, but then the story really doesn't like advance yep. all that well. That, or You got to find that balance. There's a, there's a balance, I think, that is, is key to any sort of fantasy yeah. or science fiction. So. Yeah. 
Well, I was reading uh, Philip Pullman, uh, yeah. book of essays by him we talked about a couple weeks ago, but uh, he was talking about that and he compared it to a forest, like okay, yeah, path through the dense forest and you know, you got to stay on the path. It might be tempting to like wander off and describe this cool thing, but you kind of got to walk the path at mm -hmm. the path of the story and just kind of do it as you go. So. Yeah, I read the first of the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson, who's sort of, you know, yeah. super popular author, writes very long books. I liked it a lot, but sometimes like, I got a little confused with the, the mythology and the world building or what. That might have been more my fault, just not reading it. Some of those books you have to kind of read in big chunks or like day after day. You can't like take breaks, you know what I mean? Because then you yeah, kind of like yeah. forget the backstories of everybody and certain scenes lose their importance when you don't remember stuff. So. Yeah. Brandon Sanderson had a blurb on this. Oh, book. really? Oh, yeah. I think, is this the book I have that I bought? Yeah. The cover? Like, yeah. You bought it and I saw it and I was like, and you oh, saw the cover cool. and you're like, that looks pretty sweet. Well, and then I went to the library and got like five books that I wasn't going to have time to read. I should be reading. Was this stuff. one of your books from the library? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's a trilogy, so I'll have to sneak in the other two somehow on top of all this other stuff. But it's true. So uh, two, I think two positive, uh, you know, recommends from us this week. So that's good. Yeah, they're both pretty good. I read Promise of Blood's good. Love so do you want to? We we're gonna this episode. We're gonna talk about we, um, kind of like our ideal used bookstore or independent bookstore. Do you yeah. want to talk about that first, or do you had some books that you were looking forward to? I know. Well, yeah, I found at the library mm -hmm. one of uh, my favorite authors. Yeah. Or uh, I guess one of those authors, there are certain books you read mm -hmm. that the writing's so good and you enjoy so much. It's like, oh, okay, so this, anything this person writes in the future, I like, I'm on board. Yep. Whatever new, you know, I've got a couple. Yeah, I have a, like that. And I was, who, just, you know, authors like that. I was just thinking about, I was actually, before we started this, I was looking up uh, Jhumpa Lahiri, who has yeah. really written yeah. a lot, but I, I just, I was doing a kind of a search. I was like, I wonder if she, she kind of like transitioned to writing oh. in Italian. And apparently her Italian book is being translated by her and it's coming out in English next year. So I was kind of oh, excited. Cool. Oh, she's, but, she one of those for you? Yep. Like whatever. Uh, yeah. The Irish author, Donald Ryan, who most people probably haven't yeah. heard of. You bought one of his books. He's that for me. And he's like prolific. So you're always, it seems like getting a book every year or two. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, what uh, books were you? So seeing? two of those authors yeah. have, have book, new books. So one is Ben Ehrenreich. Oh yeah. 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 We talked he about wrote that one. book. One of the earlier episodes. We talked about the suitors, which um, no, did not help me in my romantic life. <laughs> but that's not Aaron Reich's fault. That's not his job, you know. Not his job. But uh, the suitors was so good that it's like, okay, anything else this guy writes, I'll, I'll read. And he's got a new one. It's nonfiction, but it's called Desert Notebooks. Desert Notebooks, yes. I picked that up and started it. Okay. It's, it's really good. It's... um. Is that nonfiction? Nonfiction. Nonfiction. It's like technically essays, but it's really like like I was talking about 
just a little bit ago. He is uh, interesting. He's just got kind of interesting stuff to say, interesting way of looking at things. So it's kind of like what, what loosely, this won't do it justice, but kind of um, the importance, what's the point of writing with, you know, he gets into all the climate change stuff and just kind of like, okay, looking at probably what's going to happen in the next 20 to a hundred years. And, you know, if writing is communicating with other people throughout the centuries, like what, um, what's really the point, you know, if it's yeah. all, hmm. but it's good. It's really good. He it's, uh, it's, it's actually not that big of a bummer yet. It's he's just a good writer. <laughs> yeah. It's not well, yet. But it's, fun. it's good. It's fun to read. He's a good writer can kind of make anything interesting. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. Nice. And, and the uh, other one. Have you ever read uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell? You've told me to read this. Yeah. It, that's really that. good. Yeah. And that came out in 2004. And Susanna Clark, the lady who wrote that. Oh. Yeah. New one out. It's yeah. not a sequel, but she's got a new book. called. The What's that Pyrenees? called? Piranesi. Piranesi. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. I saw the cover of that. Now yeah, I'm just putting two and two together. It's cool. I ordered it. It should be here in the next few. Oh, days. you got it. You bought it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, like she's a really good writer. Um, I don't think this is as long. Like I say, it's not a sequel. So is it, it's ta- it's there's been like a 16 year gap, or has there been anything in between? I think she wrote like short stories and stuff, but this is her first. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. Next week, I have uh, Jess Walter has a new book out, and Phil Clay has a new book out. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I talked about those a couple weeks ago, but those are coming out, so I'm gonna I'm looking it's forward to those. It's kind of out. that time of year when a lot of good books are coming out, kind of you know the holidays or whatever. Yeah, October. Books, nonfiction books, but also fiction too. So I think yeah. well, I think the book publishing has kind of gotten all out of whack with um, pandemic. And everything so oh, i think yeah, stuff got moved true. around and, and got delayed or uh you know pushed back even till next year so yeah but awesome those look like uh good uh recommendations and it's always good to have a couple of authors where you're always excited about what they're writing or what they're coming up with so on that note let's let's change uh gears a little bit and let's talk about our ideal bookstore now do you want to do this where we are running the bookstore like we're co-owners of this bookstore and we're we starting let's say we start from scratch and we have like you know we win the the genius grants we have this money okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you want to do this give me some of your first ideas the key ideas that you want to have okay so I was going to ask, so this is in the real world. This isn't like... Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean in the real world? Like we can't center it, center it in Rivendell? Like it's... Uh, <laughs> okay. It's real world. All right. All right. That's a good thing. I got you. I got you. No, this is something... I think I would like to do it, actually. That's like my ideal... I don't know, retirement gig or something yeah. I would do if I did have the money. Yeah. So yeah, when we win the, the genius grant, that's a good you know, use of it. Yep. I yep. want it to have uh, cozy, but 
enough space, not too cramped, good, enough good. shelves. Good. So maybe like a two-story thing. Ooh, okay. Maybe I a like big, this. with like a little loft area, like a... A reading cove? Yeah, reading cove with an upstairs that's maybe half the size of the room and the whole downstairs. Uh, wood, kind of wood shelves, okay. wood, like, a, like a cabin feel. I like it. I think, yeah. Can I add to this feel? What if, you know, I've seen this actually, I, uh, I think I've seen it in a bookstore before. Like on the perimeter around the walls, high up, we have a train, like a, like a toy train. Because we, here's the, thing, here's the thing with a bookstore, our, our independent bookstore. You have to appeal to the serious reader, the casual reader, and kids. Because kids' books, I think you can make money on. Oh, yeah, we'd have, we'd have kids' books. Yeah. Uh, the train to your department. I don't care about trains. Okay, well, I, I'm not going to say no. But you okay. got to run the. I'm not. I'm not building the tracks. I'm not fixing the thing when it breaks. I'm not asking you now. Now that I know you're, what I'm going to do is like I'm going to. I'm build the train. I'm going to have cars, and then I'm going to uh, place some books in there and kind of have a little system propped up so the books go around, and people are like, hey, look at that. You know, kids are like, hey, what's that book? And I have to, you know, break it to them softly that those books are glued to the trip to the train cars and cannot be taken down. Mm. Sounds like more trouble than it's worth. I don't know. I don't know about like this train. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, one other thing or no, one other thing. One of my first ideas, are we going new books or used or like mostly used, used or mostly used? we can have a little, uh, see, I want to do new books too. We can have some new books. I like the used like, Okay, here's another thing. What is, what is our pricing strategy? Not, not low bargain basement types, okay. but a, a decent. Because what um, I've seen is some used bookstores take the price on the back and they just do half of that. Yeah. So let's say a book is $15, they'll sell it for $750. Now, I understand you got to make money on this, but I, I feel like that limits your turnover. So I would say $5 for a paperback and then seven fifty for a hardcover if it's in good condition. I mean, that's going to depend on how many are in circulation. Like yeah. you can find bestsellers or, you know, books, hardcovers that were bestsellers a couple of years ago yeah. because there's so many floating around out there. They're not even worth seven fifty. Yeah. You know, and some of the rare ones will be worth more. So you'd have to find a balance. Okay. And it kind of depends on what kind of books you want to traffic into. Cause some stores, there's a pretty good one in town here, mm -hmm. but they do like a lot of the popular mass markets and they can afford to do that. They'll give you like a buck or two. Yeah. And then they'll turn around and sell it for three or four. And it's just a lot of pop and it's popular. Like the, the, the mass market romance yeah, yeah, yeah. genre stuff. And that's what they mostly do. And that's a good gig. And I, I'm not opposed to having some of that, but I think it'd be cool to have some of the rarer, not real rare yeah. to where you need to have it in a humidifier or whatever, but just, you know, <laughs> cool. I want to have a pretty good history section and philosophy and some of the nonfiction, like maybe some older fiction that's out of print. I want to have that stuff. And then we couldn't, some of that stuff might be more pricey depending yeah. on how rare it is. And so it'd be kind of all over. 
Okay. And we got $625,000, so we don't have to, like, worry about it too much. What are our store hours? I don't know. Whenever I wake up, I'll roll oh, it in. Are we kind of – this sounds sort of like a bar or like a record shop. Where I don't we just, think – Well, we just kind of are just, you know, oh, are they open today? Because there is that oh. one used bookstore in town where you're, like, never sure when it's open. Yeah, because the guy just sometimes doesn't want to. It's like it's not, like that. It looks like yeah. a residential building, sort of. You're like in a guy's apartment, kind of, and there's wall-to-wall books. I don't mm-hmm. think he lives there, but it just seems like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be something like that. I we we'd have kind of a steady thing. Uh, it all it sounds nice to have a coffee shop, but I don't know if I'm gonna I was going to ask you that. Are we going to have a coffee in? shop? Nah, we'll have a Mister Coffee that, plugged in. I feel but. like. Um, when you have a coffee shop, you get a lot of people will just have coffee and don't really buy books. And browse, which is browse. cool. I like going to places like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to deal with like the licensing. And that's a whole other. That's a lot of, yeah, responsibility. And you got to have that up and going and hire baristas and stuff. Mm-hmm. God forbid, be a barista yourself. You know, like. Were you ever, but, did you ever learn how to make the drinks at the uh, bookstore that we worked at? I didn't. No. no. There were a couple times I had to like cover for somebody in a pinch yeah. and I had no idea. So I'd like work the register and then you get the snobby people who come up and order fancy drinks. I had no idea what they like. Uh, I know. I, know. I, I remember one. You had no idea how to like ring it up. I, I didn't want to learn. I could bring it. I could ring it up. But like this one guy came up and I remember he's, you know, middle-aged guy in jeans and, and loafers or whatever and he's like i'll take a shot in the, i'll take a shot in the dark and i just kind of like nodding and i was like okay what kind of drink do you want though it's like a shot in the dark and i had no idea what he's talking about and i was like is that where is i that? pick something well no yeah, I, what is that is, is that, that you pick is that where I, I so what i thought it was is like is that where i pick something off the menu for you and kind of sounds you? like it and he rolled his eyes. And then they didn't leave me alone. There was an actual barista there. So he's like, oh, it's a Americano with a shot of espresso. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Googled it. Uh, let's see here. The first thing I get is from 2001. How to make a shot in the dark by Coffee Geek. Can't believe there's not anything newer than that. That's yeah, it's an it's a Americano with a shot of espresso. But I didn't know that when... That uh, sounds like it should be more common. Yeah, I don't know. doesn't sound very appealing. I would always get the Americana because this is when I didn't really know I like coffee. Yeah. And I didn't really know what an Americana was because then I didn't... I don't feel like the coffee was very good or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get the Americano. But now I've just come to uh, black coffee. Sometimes I add... Uh, Milk and sugar, or cream and sugar. Yeah. What about you? Coffee and coffee and cream. Okay. If I go, I don't like buy coffee out a lot, but I'll get like a latte because I can't buy coffee at Starbucks. I've explained this to some people, and they think it's really weird. But the whole ordering system kind of is too much for me. I don't understand the the lingo. I know the like the cup sizes, whatever. I I get that, but just like the, the coffee names, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Oh. Is that silly? Yeah. Stupid? Is that stupid? I don't know. 
Uh, it's not silly not to know, but you know, I don't know if you need to be nervous ordering it. Just a uh, medium coffee. Room no, but I'm saying like I can do that. But if I ever wanted to do like a frappuccino, they'd be like, "How many, how many pumps of syrup?" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> or like uh, two. Frappuccino is pretty much a milkshake. Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got off track, so we're not having a coffee shop in our. Book. You know what? You know what confuses me? What does? There's a lot of people who talk about like we're listening to the radio, and this, you know. Um, uh, commentator guy, I want to say his name, but he was like, he was like, I added up how every day my morning latte cost me seven dollars a day over you know three hundred and sixty-five yeah. days a year, and how much money is like so expensive? It's like I'm never having coffee again. You hear people talk about that, like you know, for the price of a cup of coffee. It's like, do you not? Know, there are like Mister Coffee machines that cost fifteen dollars, and you make your own coffee at home. You don't have to never have coffee again. Yeah. Just don't go out and get coffee. I don't get it, yeah. But it's a social thing going out to get coffee. Mm, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, one more thing with the coffee. Have you ever taken a book to a coffee shop? I always feel like I don't read that much when I take a book to a coffee shop. No. That's when you want to have people I've, see you reading something. Because I've done it like alone, and I just feel like, this is stupid. I should just go home. Yeah, I never, <laughs> I never read in public. You've never read in public? No. Well, you take like infinite jest and go to a coffee shop and just kind of like mutter, mmm, mmm, mm. interesting. You hope somebody comes up and asks you what you're reading. Oh, I'm just reading this for the third time. <laughs> Did you see all my highlights? Those yeah. are mine. The red ones are the previous owners. The green ones are my brother's. He borrowed it. <laughs> Remember when you had that one book that had three different... Yeah, yeah. That was where you had two previous people who had the book and they mm-hmm. and I had to find a different pen. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was referencing. Yeah. I get it. I get Back it. to our bookstore. No coffee shop. What if we had a bar? So you got liquor license and stuff too. I think what we'll do is we'll have a Mr. Coffee. We'll have coffee and it'll be, you know, compliment I don't know how whatever hoops we gotta jump through just to have a coffee plugged in and complimentary True. thing. And then if like we get to know the people. We'll have a little flask and we can wink at them and you know, pour some Jameson in their coffee, right? So that's how we get around that. That's a good way to get shut down, but I like it. Well, we'll see. Just like, you know, lo- like repeat. I want people there who just like talk to us. Yeah, yeah. You get to know There's people. Like, yeah, that's that's the aspect of it I like. It's kind you of know, like the movie High Fidelity. I want it like that. Yeah, regulars, and we're just kind of like mm-hmm. milling around. Yeah. Mix of that and clerks. It's not like a, I don't. It's not like a real job. Yeah, open whenever we want. People who want I want one of those gates. You know those gates they have in like I don't know Brooklyn, where you like yeah, it's like a to protect your window. I think from getting broken in. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the mesh gate that like rolls down, and then you have to pull it up and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have them at the mall, too. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah. Can we get one oh, of those? I have you insist. I like that better than the train. I want I a train, and I want the mesh thing. I guess we can have the mesh thing. What about saloon doors, like in cowboy movies? Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. People How about that? What would that go to? 
That could be inside the store. What would that? What area would that go to? The porn section in the back. Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't want to have. We're not that. having that. That's not. That's not shit. Yeah. The movie section. We'll have like. I want to have some. I don't want to have a movie. We can't. Have... I want to have DVDs. You no one just a few. Just I want to have some select, not like you know Van Wilder two and all that, but just like like some Criterion selection, <laughs> some older movies. Criterion. We have a Criterion wall. Have you ever? Have you ever tried to? Have you ever tried to find old movies on Netflix? It's hard. It's so spread. I want the DVDs that you can't find streaming. Just, just to, you know, just, uh, uh, I want just a, a little DVD set. How about this? Like, we, we separate it by decade, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. We don't, 90s. We don't go into the 2000s. How about that? Maybe. Gosh. Okay. A what couple, because we could do it by director, too. That's you know, true. Tarantino section, you got to go further. But you know, we'll we'll be snobby about it. We'll just I have, have another. I have another thing back on books. We only hire people who actually read books, because mm-hmm. I think that's one thing you and I both noticed is uh, a lot of people who work in bookstores, maybe not independent bookstores, but I think big chains, they don't read books. Yeah. This, this might come as a shock to some of you, but it's uh, it's true. At least when we worked there, there's well, a lot, of, lot of. It, it got really bad at the the bookstore when it became a publicly traded company on yes. the stock market. It used to not be, and it used to be mostly books, and you could pretty Bookish much people. find anything. Mm-hmm. It became publicly traded company, and then you started seeing the CEO or the COO, the, the other corporate people came in and started hiring corporate managers and mm-hmm. making sure every little thing had to be standardized across all their 800 stores. It got pretty, that's when it got silly. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, managers who had no idea who wrote what. Yeah. Like, Bad. yeah, yeah. We both, we both have memories, but maybe we shouldn't say them. <laughs> yeah. no, anyway, so it got so yeah, yeah. You want kind of I don't know if we're gonna hire too many people. Okay. I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming this is just a front so we can sell weed. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Like our nephews or something. Going off the rails. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted this to be a real bookstore. You got us it be a real bookstore. But you know, we got a porn section, which it's not happening. Just no, there's no porn We're not having that. And then we're at the front. The tasteful uh, art books. Oh, God, that's another. No, we're not having those. That's the only we're not having people. tasteful art books that you have the surrender. Tasteful, tasteful, tasteful art books. Oh, man, I don't know. I had a well, couple little punks with skateboards in either. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we we, could. Maybe we have a skate park in the back. No, we want to discourage these kids. Uh, A couple other things. I think bookstores should embrace, you know, certain bars or breweries, they have like membership things where if you pay a certain amount a month, you get your like mug up on behind the bar or just like all these little perks. I think we should have something like that. Like you join our club, our book 
kind of like a Patreon. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and that's how we know who gets whiskey in their coffee. The club members. <laughs> and that's how you filter out the narcs. <laughs> Get us arrested. <laughs> We're not doing the booze. I can't we can't do that. Well, I mean, I will on my shift. Okay, on your shift. <laughs> we flip a light and it's like Matt's working and then like this light comes on outside and so all these Passing out behind the counter. Just come out and be like, hey, free booze. And you're like, what are you reading these days? And this is the way you ask them. You ask them, what are they reading? If it impresses you or you're interested, you give them a shot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think, like, for real, don't you like this idea of, of like, a membership? Yeah. Type thing? Yeah. Like maybe some get, sort of perks. I don't get, know. Let's say you get 10% off. Let's come up with the perks right now. 10% off. Mm. I have to get some sort of t-shirt. T-shirt with our faces on it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to make it worth people's while. Every book they buy, we sign it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah, that would be a huge draw for people. Yeah. Uh, Bookmarks. (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't know. We'd have to have some sort of, uh, I don't know. I know a couple artsy people. We could have their art on the wall. I don't know. About the membership route seems kind of corporate. One book, one book a month they can buy for half off. A, a new book. Uh, Come on now. You know, I, I think we'd have to network with other local businesses and then have it be kind of a... All right. Partner with a brewery, and then you know, in conjunction with, you get some a brewery distillery. Something I don't know, because I remember there's the that ten percent off card that we always had to push at the bookshop, and it's kind of like, eh, it's not really worth What's it. Ten percent? I thought it was twenty twenty something. It's only twenty. It was ten. Really? Uh, yeah. One time, so, a, hey, I don't know. I don't know. One time, a lady like the card didn't work or something, and she took out her card and threw it at me. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. It won't, it won't, yeah, I think it's expired. She did not like that. I was like, all right. What are you going to do? There's a manager right next to me. I was like, I don't like, what did I do wrong there? I didn't do anything wrong. She's just upset. Yep. It's retail. Retail. We have a whole episode just retail stories. I think this is kind of what we've delved into. We've stopped, yeah. we've stopped describing our ideal bookstore. Well, we got to differentiate it from like the corporate run bookstores. It's got to be something other than a 10%. I don't know. We'll figure out a, a draw. I've got to win this grant first. Yeah, we got, I don't know if this episode's going to be the one we're going to send to them. Like, look at, look at us. Well, no, we got to keep it on the down low that we're angling for it. We got to pretend to be flattered and shocked. Don't we have to get nominated, though? We actually get, yeah, we got to get somebody to nominate us. We have to be nominated, but be humble. Right. And then pretend, you know, like, oh, my, like uh, actors at award shows. Mm. Oh, my God, I had no idea. But here's you think the they know? I don't think they know before they win. Do you think they know? Oh, officially? Oh, I don't know. There must be right. bat channels, you know. My agent knows someone on the Academy board show up. Rumor, do you think they buy it? Like the studio will, will like purchase. Uh, Oof, man, this is now conspiracy corner. Do I think they uh, buy it? Hmm. Money will buy everything else, but it won't buy an Oscar. I don't know. Is that a conspiracy? 
You're saying this like it's a fact. No, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I think it's perfectly plausible. I wonder if you can buy like the Pulitzer Prize or Booker Prize or one of those. Because hmm. I don't think anyone would really like, like, oh, they bought that. Or like just buy a nomination. I think a nomination is just as good, you know? Because yeah. they advertise the nomination. Yeah. Get your name out there. Get your name out there. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think we can buy the MacArthur genius grant but well, we can try it defeats the purpose we don't want to buy it i want to get that money it's true you know what i mean start this shady bookstore that i'm not even sure we've come up with any <laughs> use like i say money. it's a front it's a i front. think the, no the the train it's, uh, we're just gonna turn it into a train store Eccentric weirdos play with trains. That's all. Like Bobby from The Sopranos. I think billionaires play with trains, don't they? They play with real trains. I had a. Did you ever have a train set growing up? I did. No, I told you I hate trains. Why do you hate trains? Because they're bleak and industrial. They're always depressed. It depressed me. We're gonna talk about that later with American Rust on uh, our. No, yeah, yeah. So we don't. Yeah. Want to, yeah. No, I don't know. It's the trains and those kind of like heavy mechanical things, I was never into. But I think cars. I did. did you I like cars growing up? No, I didn't like cars. Still don't like cars. Still don't. What do you mean you don't like cars? I don't like them. I use them, but I don't like them. What don't you like about them? I don't know. Big of metal. Like not per- do you ever come up with a name for your car? Mm, Lance. <laughs> my first car was a, a maroon delta 88 named piscopo God, yeah you hate you hate cars but you come up with names for them. oh i'm not into cars i like i like my cars <laughs> why do you call it lance by the way oh i don't know it doesn't really have a name i just okay. thought my first car's name was piscopo piscopo what happened to it that totaled oh that's yeah. depressing. Parked on the side of the street. Uh, and then one night or one morning, I kind of came. My roommate was like, hey, you should come look. Because it, it looked like I parked on the curb. Like there's just a wheel on the sidewalk. And I was like, huh, I don't, uh, pretty sure I didn't park it that way. Like I remember. And I turned, like I like walked around and the passenger side door was just dented in. Okay. So that somebody... There was a what was, like in college. I was like twenty one. Was in college, and there was like a, the house where I lived was by an intersection, and there was a little dip, yeah. you know, like in the four way stop. And so a lot of college kids late at night would take the dip really fast, and I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> did that and lost control and just went into my as uh, hit and run. Never forgot how you did it. I lost uh, Piscopo. What'd you do for a while? I got a new uh, crappy car. It's a Reliant K. <laughs> you have cars I've never even heard of. Reliant K, that's where the band got their name. Really? A little Reliant K. What? Who makes yeah. Reliant K? Is Reliant a car company? Who are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I have to Google I this. I've got a lot of things I have to Google on this episode. I know for a fact I'm going to get the band. Here's the car. You had a Reliant K? Are you serious? Yeah, see it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. This car looks like it's 30 years old. 
Hold on. I mean, it was. It was from the 80s. You know what? They Back sold then, over uh, 2 million of them from 1981 to 1988. Yeah. Final year, they sold 100,000 of them. Yeah. And I had one of them. It's a Chrysler. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like it has no suspension. Is that correct? Mm, I don't know. It would always overheat. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is this is a while ago. These were my crappy college cars. So <laughs> I drive a Corolla now. Me too. Yeah. We should just turn this into a Corolla podcast. I don't know. I take sponsorship from Corolla. I don't think they would really good, reliable cars. Yeah, just like this podcast. Yep. All right. Hey. I think we just both blacked out. We stopped talking about books for like. 20 minutes but <laughs> yeah hope you guys like uh old Some people cars. like that though you know sometimes we don't always have to talk about books we talked about books earlier we recommended mm-hmm. two books yeah we're gonna have a whole episode about one book coming up yeah we talk about whatever anyway any other bookstore ideas or uh, you, let's say you've been in a bookstore and you like this what they did like architecture i thought of like stained glass windows Mm, break too easy. What are you talking about? They break too easy. They break. People Vandalism. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. No, no, too, too, too Catholicy vibe. Too, too cutesy. You know, too uh, hipster. No, I like to have like a wooden kind of uh, two-story. Um, I think you want to own a bar, like two. I don't want a bar. I don't want a bar. It can be next to a bar. That's what I want. I want it to be next to a bar and we're buddies with the bar people. Right? That's what I, and so we just duck next door for lunch and stuff. That, that's actually what I want. We shouldn't have a kid section if we're just going to be buddies with the bar people. We'll have kids books, but we won't have toys or anything. It'll just be a kid's book section. I think this, oh man. I, think this I like that. It's right next to a bar. And, and, um, <laughs> we have to fight right next to a bar. We're open yeah. until 2 a.m. How about that? You know? No. Come on. No. We're open until like 10, depending yeah. on which, how much we want to work. So it's very, it'll be sporadically open. And Can we have a bouncer? No. No, the bar is its own thing. We are not a bar. I know, but we can act like the bar too. No, we don't need a bouncer. You, weren't you a bouncer? Okay. I will, I was a door guy for a bit. Isn't that a bouncer? The door guy's a bouncer. Yeah, but they told me in my job interview, like expressly, like, yeah, I just call the police if something happens. You know, <laughs> like, do not, do not fight the people. Well, yeah. So I just got to sit on a bench and card people, and there was no uniform or anything. I wasn't wearing a little black t-shirt, so I kind of looked just like a customer sitting there on a bench. Just like that. Did people buy people you a lot? Like, I got when I asked for people's ID, they look at me weird. Because they're like, oh, who are you? Are you just a guy? Because I look like just a guy. So, Did you ever catch anyone out? Eh, I got in trouble for um, carding somebody who's a little old. Like a waitress came up to me and is like the, uh, is the ABC, you know, the, the people who go around and do sting operations. Oh, um, they, like, yeah, the, there's alcohol, something monitoring, whatever. Yeah. They, uh, they were in town and they do, they hire like, 20 year olds to go around and try to get into bars and then you get a big time fine if you actually let them in and so they were in town and the waitress came up to me and was like hey abc's in town just so you know so be like card everybody 
she's like, it's supposed to like hard everybody, just make sure because they're they're going around all the yeah. books tonight. And so, like five minutes later, this kind of middle-aged couple, early thirties, mm-hmm. came in, rushed right by me, because you know, like I say, I look just like some. You do not look like you're working in cargo shorts, right? So, <laughs> so, but then they came, so I kind of like, I was like, oh, excuse me, and I kind of touched the, the the guy and the lady and the lady's arm. I was like, excuse me, you gotta, and the dude was not having it. It's like, who are you? Who are you? Like he was friends with the owner, and so I had to. I didn't like get in trouble, but the owner came up to me and just thought I was was very uh, patronizing. Like, uh, I don't know why you thought you had to card people who were my age. Because they told me it was, you know. So ABC. All right. That was it was the easiest job I've ever had in my life. I Did just, you get tips? Yeah, tip sharing. How would you get tips? You're the door guy. Tip sharing. Tip sharing, but you don't, I don't do deserve it. any of them. Yeah, I, was, I didn't want to say they, that. They I didn't want to say you didn't deserve it, but you said it first. Oh yeah, I totally didn't deserve it. It was a really easy gig. Would so. did you have a like a full share? No, just a, por- a portion. Okay. Yeah, six twenty-five an hour, four hours. You made twenty-five an hour. Six twenty-five. Oh, okay. A while ago. Gotcha. A long time ago. Anyway, our bookstore doesn't need a bouncer. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Uh, I don't think we got anywhere in our bookstore. I thought we were going to have like really great ideas and we're going to like set up a business plan, but I don't think a bank's going to, if they list, if a bank is listening, this is not our formal proposal. Okay. No, no. And like I say, it's going to be front. So it does not, like, doesn't really. You can't say that to the bank, though. You can't say this is a front. We're not going to need a loan because we're going to get this grant money oh yeah i forgot about that we don't need the bank well i don't think we're gonna make any money because we don't have a real idea of what we're doing here that's not the point though okay we make money slinging weed (laughs) it's legal in our state i just would like the listener to know that we're not doing anything unillegal yeah and even if it wasn't well you know so uh matt let's uh transition to uh the end of the show here what are you reading this week or uh, are you you're finishing up American Rise or have you finished? I still got a little bit left to go, but I got a little bit. I'm going to finish that for okay. sure. Um, and then you have uh, Desert Notebooks you're reading. Desert Notebooks, Piranesi. And the um, new Susanna Clark. Anything you, anything else from the library? You know, I'm excited. I'm going to lean in pretty heavily into October. Okay. Do a lot of, uh, spooky haunted house stuff do you like horror you like horror books though yeah every once in a while like yeah i think well i'm gonna try to to do that more this year i found an audiobook at the library oh yeah it's called haunted house murder um that sounds by leslie meyer Hmm. looks like one of those cozy mysteries you know kind of a fun cartoony cover i should try to read a mystery book this october yeah. Like a kind of a spooky horror book. I don't. That's not really usually my genre, but like you said, we gotta you know expand our horizons with exactly. different kind of books. So, so I'm gonna listen to this one, Haunted House Murder, which turns out I thought it was just one book, mm-hmm. but it's like three in one. How does that work? Three different. So there's a story. They're like little novellas. Oh, okay. One is by Leslie Meyer, one by Lee Hollis, and one by Barbara Ross. 
Hmm. All haunted house murders. Did story. you ever read the uh, R.L. Stein books gr- growing up? All the yeah, spooky like mystery Yeah, I read those too. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. So, do a lot of that in October. Okay, I like it. I like the plan. I like the plan. Uh, so. The schedule coming up for us is we'll have a whole episode on American Rust by Philip Meyer uh, coming up shortly. And then I, the episode following that will pick our October book club book of the month, the book that we will discuss at the end of October or early November. Uh, we also have the fall book club, which is the Count of Monte Cristo, which uh, will cover September, October, November. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we have a email account, willbebooks at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, posting pictures uh, a couple times a week at There Will Be Books. We have a Goodreads account where you can read Matt and I's uh, reviews on books we're reading. We both posted uh, reviews on um, the two books we discussed at the beginning of this episode. Anything else, Matt? Am I forgetting? Uh, that's it for now. Yeah. So, yeah, get in contact with us. Friend us on Instagram. Uh, Looks like, you know, kind of growing that steadily. And check us out on Goodreads. And we will be back later this week with our episode on American Rust. Thanks for listening. Bye.